Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I am your host, Tina Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Well, I have a question for everyone. Do you believe that there's life on Mars? Do you believe that we are capable of having military bases or colonizing Mars? What about the moon? Do you believe in that? (laughs) Well, I didn't think you did. But here is something that is going to change your mind. A Marine by the name of Randy Kramer has claimed that he was actually stationed on Mars. Which brings us to today's episode. I was actually going to do another episode on a cult. However, my buddy introduced me to this interview with uh, Randy Kramer and I, I had to put it on the episode today. It was just too good not to. And there's a lot of shit that he claimed. So today's episode, Marines on Mars. And here we go. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. Well, Randy Kramer, like I said, reports that He spent 20 years as a Marine in the Secret Space Program, or SSP. His first tour of duty took him first on an elaborate, secret, fully equipped base on the moon. He was then shipped to Mars, where he spent 17 years at a military base. After a major loss of human lives during the battle between military forces and native people of Mars, he was deployed back to the moon, where he spent his final three years as a military pilot. So, according to Mr. Kramer... And he's been telling the story, I believe he started in uh, 2006, I want to say. And according to him, he was shipped out in the 70s and returned home back in 87, I believe. So he claims that this that this that there's a space program, that a secret space program, where these people have been shipped out to Mars. They live up there and do what they have to do. And his main job was to protect human life form. And, and the crazy thing is that his story hasn't hasn't changed since uh, he started talking about it back in 2006. Now, I don't know if that's exactly when he started talking about it. However, that is when the first reports show that he actually started being out and open with uh, his claims of being stationed on the moon. So uh, depending on sp- Speed and fuel. Okay, well, let's just uh, let, let me just throw this out there real quick. It takes about 150 to 300 days to get to Mars, depending on speed and fuel. I mean, obviously, the faster you go, the quicker you're going to get there. However, you would have to need a whole bunch of fuel just to take you out to Mars. I mean, it's not like a trip out to Louisiana or Florida from Texas. I mean, it's just taking 150 days to 300 days just to get there. So, that's an entire year if you conserve fuel and speed to, well, 65 days out of a full year. However, it is still a full year just to get to Mars. Now, that is just, that's from the Earth to not Mars. Let, let's see what it is from the moon to Mars. Hold on. So, uh, according to Google, from the Mars to moon takes about six months to get there. Again, that's a, and this is all just a basic everything's perfect scenario. It's not counting the orbit and fuel speed of which you're traveling. However, that's only six months to get from the moon to Mars. Okay, this guy's story is a little bit more believable, but 
why how, why was this kept secret? Why why haven't we been told about this? Well, obviously they don't want us to know. They don't want us to fucking freak out. So uh, Randy Kramer went under the pseudonym Captain K. Uh, he claims he began training at four years old for the secret space program, along with approximately 300 boys and girls who were covertly drafted for the program. So how how does this, you know, and I looked into it, and of course you're not going to find a ton of information regarding uh, recruitment process and how and who exactly the SSP targets they just i'm guessing they just go randomly and i mean i was looking for a bunch of information to help me out along my quest into this fucking amazing episode uh, that uh, i decided to do but it doesn't say how the recruitment process uh, started or why they target them at four years old i mean are they are they training these amazing uh, soldiers specifically for this or is it just one of those uh, we'll, we'll have a bunch of pawns and we don't really give a fuck if what happens to them. I mean, 300 boys and girls from the age of four, that's a lot of people. But I mean, what, what compensation did the parents get? That's what I want to know. See, a lot of this stuff that I, I opened this, opened into this wormhole has got my brain running around. My little hamsters are tired because fuck, I want to know as much as I can about this, you know, god damn, I mean, I know I'm not four years old, but I'm going to be 40 years old, so does that count? Fuck, send me to the moon, I'll fight some fucking aliens. So, Kramer also states he remembers during his childhood he would be taken from his bed at night. He claims he would be gone for days or even weeks. He would be returned to his bed and travel back in time to when he was taken. He would wake up as though no time had passed, feeling like he had a really long dream. Now, you know, I was reading and listening to a bunch of different podcasts and information here in the upcoming weeks, which is weird that it ties into today's episode, that there are reports and experiments conducted by the U.S. government and multiple agencies around the world that they actually have been working on time travel for a very long time. It's also shown that there have been multiple attempts at uh, slowing down time and making it seem as though no time has passed or you've never skipped a beat controlling your mind or, uh, you know, pretty much rebooting your brain to where you haven't missed a beat to where you still remember everything you learned, but you don't remember how long you were gone. You know, I, it's, it's really bizarre, but there are actual experience experiments going on regarding this and yeah who fucking funds this shit number one is probably some rich ass dude who's who's a big ass trekkie and multi-gazillionaire who's like fuck it i just want to send people into space and, and let's fight it's like his uh virtual reality or his reality of a video game so he's just i'll fund it man don't worry about it it's crazy that this shit was actually it, uh, it's just crazy so kramer stated, stated that when he turned 17 he was involuntary, rec involuntarily recruited to be part of the Mars Defense Force, or MDF, whose purpose was to protect five civilian settlements already in existence on Mars. Okay, let me let me let me reread that again. Okay, he was involuntarily recruited to be a part of MDF, Mars Defense Force, whose purpose was to protect five civilian settlements already in existence on Mars. What in the actual fuck? How in the hell do we have five settlements already on Mars 
when we can't even get our shit together down here to <laughs> be united and, and get things all in the same direction. When, where, how, and why did we even get these settlements up there in fucking Mars? And why wasn't I invited? I couldn't get a text message. I couldn't give my, you know, you could imagine if I did my podcast on Mars, you know how fucking famous I would get? Fuck Joe Rogan. I would be the talk of the galaxy. You know how much better that sounds? It's not I'm the talk of of United States. I'm not talk of of the world. I'm the talk of the fucking galaxy. That means that everyone from there on out would be placed so far beneath me that I would be the greatest of all time. Why couldn't I get a text? I couldn't even get an email. God damn. I mean, I have like three different emails. Motherfuckers couldn't text me or send me something. I could have been out on Mars right now podcasting. <sighs> Boy, I tell you, trying to keep me down. That's all it is. So uh, this program was not, oh, here we go. <laughs> This program was not sponsored by any government or governmental agency. Cromer claims the SSP was compromised of the, of comprise, not compromised. The SSP was comprised of the USA, Germany, Russia, and China. So what he's claiming is that we did not take upon our, take it upon ourselves for once to be the, the a-holes to uh, fully take charge and run this shit by ourselves. So instead we're in cahoots with Russia, Germany, and China. Now, I can understand Germany. You know, we helped them out back in, you know, WW2, but Russia and China. So also his his uh, claims were that they couldn't get along here on Earth, but all had the common interest of protecting the world from extraterrestrial attacks, which makes perfect sense. We don't like each other and we want to take over each other's territory, but that's within us earthlings, not, you know, extraterrestrials. Why not get together and fuck up the Martians so they won't invade Earth? Now, what, 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 <laughs> the SSP, which is the secret space program, which isn't a clever name. You would think it'd be something a whole lot better, has been around. I mean, it's obviously has been around for a while. If there's already five fucking colonies on Mars that need protection. What are the name of the colonies? What kind of who, who decided to head up there and how did they get chosen to head up into the colony or into Mars to get everything situated? Now, there, there's of course, there's always rumors and talk that we want to colonize other planets, but we can't because we don't have the resources. We don't have the technology. We don't have, you know, there's a lot of factors that come into play. But if you listen to some astrophysicists and even some NASA and a lot of different scientists, it is 100% viable that we are able to live and colonize on other planets. What we would have to do is get used to the environment or the atmosphere and build certain tech infrastructures that give us the ability to live and function in that climate. So, God damn it. So, are you telling me that this shit might actually? take fucking place and why and how you know how many questions i have right now but i want to talk to kramer yo let me know man i want to talk to you you this shit's some interesting shit man so kramer became a captain in the u.s marine corps in this program and was given top secret clearance a necessary requirement for the mdf which again if you don't remember the mdf is mars defense force but so he he becomes an officer which is a requirement 
to be given a top secret clearance. Now, how top secret can this be and why and why is he spilling the beans about everything now? Well, I thought, you know, if you if you're declassifying or if you're sharing classified information or top secret information, you're going to get fucked up. So, again, how how credible and how believable is this that this shit actually happened and went down? I mean, uh, according to multiple reports, it, Kramer, like I mentioned earlier in the in at the beginning of the episode, his story hasn't changed. He doesn't laugh, giggle. He doesn't bat an eye. He is 100% serious during this entire interview. Damn. What if this shit is actually actually true? What what would you do? What what would you do if this Mars shit was real and we do have colonies living on Mars and trying to adapt to another planet because Earth is getting all fucked up? What what would you say? What would you think? God damn. So uh, Kramer claims he signed his enlistment papers on a base on the moon, committing to 20 years to service on the Mars, on the Mars, <laughs> 20 years to service on Mars. So I've, I've, I've heard this before where we actually have a military base on the moon. It's not the International Space Station. It is an actual uh, military base that has been erected and constructed on the moon you know it, it goes back to a lot of the conspiracy theories and how secretive and corrupt i mean you can say that nasa really is but if you look up uh, military bases on the moon you're going to fall into a fucking wormhole <laughs> can you imagine could you just okay say that you join the military and for those of you who are in the military you look at your orders and all of a sudden you're put to fort moon and <laughs> and the location is moon outer space well how do you fucking act what do you you look at him and say okay good prank or do you get excited and you're like just fuck yeah i am heading out to the moon with the big boys that you know just just to head out and uh openly i guess or uh just be willing to give 20 years of service to go fight on mars that's a long fucking time i wonder how much do you get your normal military pay or do you get extra pay you would have to get extra pay. You're on fucking Mars. And you're living on the moon until you get shipped out to Mars. Jesus. So Kramer gives a detailed account of the compound's interior decor, noting that the color and type of carpet and paint were clearly from the 50s. Kramer believed the moon base was established in, the, in 1953 or 1954. So, again, I actually read that where during the whole... Uh, attempt at the first person on the moon is that we were actually at the moon a lot earlier than than supposed you know uh, than said so we set up again the military base and station up on the moon back in the early 50s in order to better combat any extra any extraterrestrial threats and for our scientists to better study the galaxy i mean what better place to study the galaxy than on the fucking moon? You can look out the, look out the window and literally see fucking space, you know? I mean, from here, from Earth, it's a whole different thing because it's Earth. It's just not as cool as, as the moon. However, when Kramer confirms that all the paint and decor matches that era of the 50s, it makes me wonder how accurate and how truthful all these other reports are regarding all this shit about the about space again i am not i am not a conspiracy theorist at all but i am one to start believing when there's facts and truths that start coinciding and start matching stories with, with people who've never met before you know what i mean 
it it is one of those weird occurrences where you it, it if you don't if you don't see it you don't believe it well i mean we're never going to see the the mars i mean excuse me the moon uh, military base but we can read about it and and learn about all the shit so what what see that all oh, that's just blowing my mind that's like my brain is working a million miles per second but i i just it's hard for me to wrap my head around you know to i don't I, I, okay <laughs> so what what was the person what was the purpose of having all of the marine you know the marines on the moon and having a, a mars station moon station and all this other shit well According to Kramer, there were two purposes for there. One purpose was to establish an extraterrestrial defense for Earth. To or I'm sorry, there's several points. So there was uh, first purpose was to establish an extraterrestrial defense for Earth. Second was to claim Mars as a U.S. Tor- territory and to get Martians accustomed to having Earthlings present on their planet. Well, what would be the crew's cost to get out to Mars? I mean, you know how you go to these travel agencies and you're all hey. Yo, I want to go to the Bahamas, you know, hook me up with some tickets. I want to know how much it's going to cost. So if it's technically a U.S. territory, you know, Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. So does that mean that we don't need we're not going to need a passport to cruise out to Mars? Or would it be just, a, you know, we won't need a passport to go go visit certain parts of Mars? And why in the fuck would we want to get Earth uh, Mars people or Mars aliens, or whatever you know they're they're called. You accustomed to Earthlings uh, in their territory? Why? Why in the fuck would you want to bring that evil juju? You know, I'm not saying I don't know these Mars people, and I'm not trying to Mars uh, alien shame, and I'm not trying to call them out or anything. But why would you want some foreigners, or in their eyes, some fucked up looking aliens, to go co-inhabit it in on your fucking planet? If that were me. Shit's about to go down, dog. I mean, you know, we have gangs here on uh, on Earth, but could you imagine the gangs and the fucking militia they have on other planets? It, it isn't just, you know, one dude, one alien rolling into another alien's hood. You have other planets trying to take over other planets. What the, what the fuck is going on here? I, it, oh, boy, I tell you. So the, those were the the four, sorry, the three purposes that Kramer stated. He also stated that the MDF, or Mars Defense Force, aimed to research the viability of establishing a human civilization in space in case Earth went to shit. Now, basically what it is is that we have scientists up there right now learning, and again, that's why we have the colonies up there, supposedly these five colonies, that they are up there to see the viability, meaning that they are up there to see how long they can survive on what they need to survive, and is it realistic that we can be up there and survive on fucking mars with whatever shit that the original colonists develop why why is this a a, how realistic now this was back several years so how much have they advanced in order to have a better outlook and a better understanding on the viability to live on mars the more I read about this shit, the more crazy it gets. However, the more it makes you scratch your head on the shit that this dude is saying, because God damn it. Now, Kramer was sent to the main settlement of Ares Prime, which was the first Earth settlement on Mars. So this guy was shipped out to Ares Prime, Ares Prime, and 
according to him, it is the first earth settlement. So these dudes are the OG, OG, OGs, the original motherfuckers. Could you imagine what all this shit is going to happen in history books if or when it all comes to head and the entire world learns about this? This just isn't something that we're going to learn here in the States. This is something that's going to be worldwide in, in who knows how many years. All the rest of the colonists, the colonists who you know help get America together, are going to be pushed to the wayside and just forgotten about because now you have these guys who are colonists on fucking Mars. That's a lot more global, <laughs> not even global, just a whole galaxy world of notoriety. And that's why I'm trying to podcast from Mars so I can get that fucking notoriety too. God damn it. Hey, SSP or what is it? Secret space program. Yeah. Send me out to Mars. I just want to do like three episodes on there and I can come back. Fuck all that noise. I mean, <sighs> Could you imagine what or what the feeling was when he walked up to the seen the seen the establishment of Mars and then meeting the first people who settled on Mars? What did they look like? How old were they? Do they stink? What kind of shit do they have going? I mean, I wonder if they have satellite TV. <laughs> what is it like Mars Network or what kind of shit do we have? I mean, you've all watched or I'm I'm guessing if you have watched uh Rick and Morty, he there's that uh, channel or that inter intergalactic uh, satellite company TV that uh, uh, Rick watches and it has shows from all over the galaxy. Do they have that shit on there? See, I don't know. I, I, oh man, I wish somebody. Why can't the SSP put out fucking publication on the readings and findings of this? I need to find more and more and more about this. This shit is fucking awesome. So. Kramer claims the sediment was comprised at the of the same types of people and organized in the same way as the original colonies were settled and formed in America. Of course, a compromising of scientists, uh, farmers, and doc and doctors. Well, it's a lot different. Well, I mean, what what kind of farmers do we have out there? I wonder if we have any guys drilling oil out there. I wonder if there is oil in in space. That'd be kind of cool. Can you imagine what the fucking barrel cost and the production cost would be for that shit? What would the scientists did the first scientists? How many lives were lost? How many fields do we have? What kind of water is up there? Is this all being brought by the by or shipped over pipeline through from the moon or from the earth to the moon to Mars? There's so many things that, that you have to, you know, the, the logistics of it. Number one, what kind of equipment are we using? What kind of uh, farming are we doing up there what kind of anything is happening up there there's so many different things and all, and all these doctors and scientists are they regularly uh, taken out from schools are they well-known scientists or are they special scientists through this secret program that has been established in order to have life on mars what i need to see a publication by the SSP so I can have more more of my questions answered because right now I just have so many that nothing's being answered and I need I need answers this shit's driving me up the wall so Kramer also said that Mars air is breathable <laughs> okay hold on Kramer said that Mars air is breathable what his station was on the far north of Mars he says the atmosphere is similar to the Antarctic 
They were they wore face masks due to the intense cold, but he was able to take off his protector and breathe, although uncomfortable due to the extreme uh, cold climate. This blows everything out of the water that we were taught about Mars because we were told the red planet is hot and it is inhabitable. We can't breathe out in others out of out of Earth. We can't even breathe on the moon. But Kramer saying that he can take off his mask and breathe on fucking Mars now. <laughs> the thing that makes me laugh about that statement is not the fact that he can breathe on Mars is the fact that he stated and I quote that the atmosphere is similar to that of the Antarctic now a lot of flat earthers are going to go crazy about this because they have this big conspiracy on the Antarctic I'm not going to get into it because that is a whole different wormhole a whole different conversation a whole different everything that I don't want to get into right now, but just look up uh, Antarctic conspiracies where the a lot of flat earthers, if not all flat earthers, believe that the Antarctic is hiding a bunch of different secrets to a bunch of different things. The you know the ice shelf, uh, the there, there's a whole different land and world that is beyond the ice shelf in the Antarctic, and it is heavily protected by the government. You know. Again, I'm not going to get too much into that, but I'm sure once the flat earthers read about this, that they are going to go crazy with this this information. But why can we breathe on Mars? But this has been kept a secret. Has this been kept a secret because they don't want an abundance of attention going to Mars? Or is it because they're just being selective and want to preserve the, I guess, the original habitat of Mars? You, I mean, you would think that if you can breathe on Mars, this would be front page news all over the media, all over everywhere. But who would believe it? Who would believe that you can breathe on Mars without video proof or that or without actually being there to witness it? But we do have a witness. We have Kramer who has openly stated that you can breathe on fucking Mars. Why? We can barely breathe here on Earth, especially in the South when it's fucking humid. <laughs> You're telling me that you can breathe on Mars? Boy, I tell you. So Kramer said that there was a lot of fighting, that uh, there was a lot of uh, skirmishes, which were between the two main indigenous intelligent species on Mars, which are reptilian and insectoid. Okay, now for those of my followers, you who have listened to my episode on the reptilian, uh, the reptilian people, those shapeshifters, this confirms a lot. So why? <laughs> how in the fuck did the did the reptilians get into our climate or to our Earth, our planet? It makes sense now because if we have colonies and we have these uh, battles between the species on Mars, between the reptilians and the insectoids, they could have easily kept got on a, on a transit back from Mars to the Moon, from the Moon back to Earth. It makes perfect sense why we have reptilians here on this earth. Again, I am not a conspiracy theorist believer, but you start putting all the shoes in line from smallest to biggest, they're going to be in order one way or the other, right? That was a fucking horrible analogy, and I'm going to apologize for that one. So let me get, let me try it again. If you put all the numbers aligned, you're going to get a, you're going to be in order from one to a hundred or however numbers you want to put in. It everything is starting to fall into place where. You don't want it to fall in place. I don't want that. I don't want to believe that there's reptilian fucking shapeshifters on Mars coming to our fucking planet and the insectoids can stay on Mars. I don't want fucking insectoids. We have big enough insects on 
or here down here in the South. I don't want any more insectoids. But for for Kramer to say that the fighting on Mars was between the two indigenous intelligent species, which I mean, why would he use intelligent? What kind of fucking intelligence are these reptilian and insectoid people doing? And why don't we have pictures of reptilian and insectoids? I need pictures. Well, obviously, I mean, we had reptilian shapeshifter pictures. Just look at a bunch of celebrities, according to uh, David Icke. <laughs> but insectoid? I want to see a fucking insectoid. Not in person, though. I just want to see it on picture or on a video. I don't want to see it in person because, I mean, I'm not a bitch or anything, but an insectoid? Nah, I'm cool. You can keep all that shit. Why, again, what sucks about this whole story and this whole report is that it's it's a it's a nasty coincidence in a re, you know repetition of history. And the original colonists they fucked up the indigenous people of the Americas, which was completely wrong and should never have happened. We can all coexist if we just respect each other's boundaries and and wishes and culture. But nope, leave it up to the man who can't doesn't understand anything different and fucks up the indigenous people. That's bullshit. So. Uh, at Kramer's briefing, he was told that these were native savages and beasts. He learned they were evolved species, each with their own culture, civilization, and intelligence. Their homes were mo- are mostly underground, and Kramer frequently referred to them as hives or nest. So what you're telling me is that these insectoids had their own little houses, their own little neighborhoods established. They also had everything down to a T on how they survived and how they got along in their on their planet but we're here to come over there and fuck everything up and claim everything for ourselves why i wonder i mean see that's why i was wondering what kind of tv do they have and do they have the news on what's going on here on earth and how we fucked up our climate and fucked up our ozone because <laughs> if they did they probably wouldn't let us on there they throw us up they throw everyone every human being out as fast as they got there now reptilian and insectoid would make sense for them living in hives and nest. Can you, what, what, the, I mean, do they have drapes? Do they have picket, you know, red picket fences? Cause I mean, it's a red planet. So you would think that red would be the favorite color or are they just, do they have just uh, holes in the ground with like a, a rock covering it? Something similar to Patrick on SpongeBob SquarePants. What, what do their houses look like? What do the hives and nest resemble i want to know all this shit i want to see pictures and video because if these and the intelligence can you could you imagine what type of intelligence are we talking about are we talking about you know electricity are we talking about vehicles are we talking about buildings are we talking about communication what types of things for the intelligence does he you know is he referring to it's really difficult to get into detail on exactly what he means because there's not much people who who uh, published this uh, interview so what what kind of intelligence you know when we think here intelligence here on earth or here against humankind we automatically think of communication business you know a government and all this other stuff so i don't know how things roll in uh, the reptilian world or the insect the, the insect world and what kind of hierarchy they have but if they have one of those established on Mars, so there's different, obviously, you know, reptilians and insectoids. And I wonder if they're separated or co, you know, co-habitat, you know, cohabitating in in neighborhoods or bunkers or burrows or wherever they're, you know, what their neighborhoods are called. I, Jesus Christmas, all this shit is blowing my mind. When I read this, I couldn't 
I, it, was, it was difficult for me to stop reading these because of all the crazy information and all the shit that kept going on regarding everything that this guy was stating. So the uh, reptilian insectoids treated the humans as neighbors as long as their homes were not disturbed, which makes sense. Why would you want to be chilling in your hive or nest and then some fucking human person comes or humanoid comes and fucks you up and mess it with your home? You know, I... I don't like when people mess with my home and I'm not even a reptilian or insectoid. So it makes sense. And I'd get pissed off and start fucking people up, too, if they fuck with my house. So it makes sense why that was uh, a mandatory. Hey, we don't mind, you know, treating you to some of our food. What kind of fucking food do the reptilians and insectoids eat? Oh, man. See, all this shit right here is a whole reason why I need a whole published uh, report and everything was going on so I can understand on everything regarding the fucking mission out to mars oh my gosh so there were frequent skirmishes both sides eventually both sides got fired of fighting and actually signed a peace treaty so peace can be given as long as both or all participating parties are willing to shut the fuck up and just agree to whatever that's going to happen you know how many lives were lost or you know uh human lives were lost versus reptilian and insectoid lives i i don't I don't picture the human side losing a lot of lives depending on the type of weapons that were developed and what were used to defend the human colonist from the rebel uh, reptilians and insectoids. For all we know, they could be fighting with swords, you know, primitive shit back in the day with, with uh, swords and clubs because weapons might not be able to fire in the atmosphere uh, on Mars, but... If Kramer says you can breathe, that means that there's oxygen, which means you can you know, fire off guns. It, that, w- that would only make sense. At least I would think so. So the uh, treaty had two major parts. First, humans would not invade the sacred places of the indigenous people. Second, humans, reptoids, and insectoids, insectoids work together to uh, fight the invading species of reptoids known as draconians. Draconians, yeah. So we form allies with the reptilians and the insectoids so we can fight off an invading species called the draconians, which are also a reptilian. Which, I mean, you don't want shit. You, you, you worked your hard for your sacred area. You find you know, the original species of the reptilians and uh, insectoids to uh, be in a, be, you know, be considered a sacred ground where they were, where they first discovered and where they colonized and you know, they decided to bring up their species. So it only makes sense why they're like, yo, don't touch my sacred shit. I'm going to fuck you up. And the treaty's over. It, it makes sense. And then why not have more people on your side to defend from invaders? I mean, that's just common sense, right? But what the intelligence level in order for them to communicate with them has to be really high in order for them to be able to sign a peace treaty. What kind of signature that they have? Did they, you know, write, yo, King Reptilian or King Insectoid? What kind of names did they use? What did they use buzzing or hissing or what kind of things were went on? And how involved were all participating sides? Or was it just the elected officials to go talk to, you know, get together in a conference and in a peace treaty conference and agree to the terms there's again there's so many questions that i need answered fucking reptilians boy i tell you so the draconians which i didn't find much information on again it's really difficult to find 
any type of information on anything that's going on unless it's fan fiction or made up because it's not something that wants to be publicized. What, what would happen, honestly, all my listeners, what would happen if all of these accounts were 100% true, there was undisputable evidence, and we actually have insectoids and reptilians living amongst us? How would you act? How would you feel? What would you say? I mean, humans have enough time tolerating and living with people of other cultures. Could you imagine people from another fucking planet? It would be it. It would be a, a huge mistake that would be you know it, it would be costly to both sides, both uh, reptilian the aliens and to ourselves. But how how would that make you feel? Honestly, I would be weirdly creeped out, but also fascinated to know that there are other life forms on other planets. I mean, again, if you listen to my episode Aliens, I I share a little bit of everything on on that episode as well. So. The last battle upset Kramer. He states that he was ordered along with a thousand other troops to go into a sacred tunnel of the reptoids to capture an artifact, a clear violation of the treaty. Kramer was one of 35 men who survived the attack by the reptoids. So he was given orders to go into a tunnel and take a sacred object from the uh, a sacred artifact from their territory, which again, it was a clear violation of the uh, the treaty where the reptoids and insectoids said, hey, do not fuck around with our sacred object because that's, you know, we don't we don't get down like that. So they did it anyway. According to, to reports by Kramer, when they walked into the tunnel, they were ambushed. They were completely surrounded by reptoids and uh, insectoids. And they were all had uh, sharp weapons, you know, swords and uh, blades and different things to where the attack was so fast and so vicious that it reminded him of being put inside of a blender and being fucked up that way by the ambush of the reptoids out of a thousand troops that were ordered to go recover and still well, not recover, but go steal this artifact. Only 35 of them survived. What gave those 35 people? the protection and privilege to survive did they hightail and hide or you know how they show in movies where one person says hey i know this guy this dude's chill leave kramer alone that's my dog you know we we used to serve back on the north side of mars together so you know he's he's cool let's just let him live you know we fucked him up and uh, you know all the rest of the people but let's just leave him alone so that means uh seven we'll say what 600 650 600 something uh almost 700 uh, troops were killed during this attack so again that this invasion was it proves how and how intelligent and how uh what's the word military sound these uh or how warriors warriorly sound these guys were to be able to combat and fight off an invasion of a thousand troops you know we don't know what the troops are armed with again they could have been armed with knives or rocks or sticks or whatever but these uh reptoids and and um insectoids had not swords and blades because that's what you know that's according to kramer that's what uh, what they uh what they attacked him with but for them to kill off that many of the troops and only leave 35 that says a lot about what kind of shit goes up on mars that's the kind of shit that i don't want to be involved in i do want a podcast from mars though i do want to have you know that like i don't know episode 20 or 50 out of this world <laughs> broadcasting from mars that'd be fucking awesome why would they violate the treaty if they had it so good and they had everything taken care of why would they f- go and fuck something up that they worked so hard to establish it doesn't make any sense to me and this is where 
I feel the story starts, you know, not falling apart, but kind of makes me shake my head like, eh, why would we fuck up something like that and put all of our people in danger? But again, if we look at the history of war and, and everything regarding military, it, there's a lot of shit where the, we lose a lot of people in battle to protect or take back or, you know, help people out. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, why would you violate a treaty when you're not even close to anywhere near Earth? You're in a fucking uh, completely different planet where, you, you know, we are outnumbered, outmatched, outwitted, out everything. You know, kind of similar to when we went to Vietnam where we had no idea of the environment and in the ability that the that the native Vietnamese had and the advantage they had over us because we didn't, we didn't know their territory. We didn't know anything about Vietnam. Just like we don't know anything about Mars. So why in the fuck would we fuck up a treaty? Doesn't make any sense, man. Boy, I tell you. So uh, at that point when he was recovering, when uh, Kramer was recovering, one of the head officers claimed, hey, you know, why don't you just go back to uh, the Mars uh, military base and just live out your or serve out your last three years as a pilot on the moon? What kind of shit are we flying around the moon to where we need a fucking pilot? <laughs> That's what I want to know. If it's not an astronaut, so what What kind of shit are we flying out there? So and it was, so, what my understanding is that an astronaut and the members of the SSP, the secret space program, are completely different. Because, I mean, if, you're, if you consider yourself an astronaut, then that means you are part of NASA or whatever space program is going on. But if you're not considered an astronaut, then you're considered know, just a badass that has the ability to fly shit. It's crazy. So uh, Kramer's story, however, it is crazy and far-fetched. Here's the shit that's going to blow your mind again. Six other men who tell similar stories have claimed they all served for the SSP, the Secret Space Program, at different times, and they never served with each other, nor do they ha know each other on a personal level. But all six of these men tell the same exact, st not stories, but experiences as far as what they've seen, what they've heard, what they've done, the moon station, the moon military base, the colonies on Mars, the reptoids and insectoids. Everything is similar because they claim they've all served out on Mars. What the actual fuck? And why, why am I just learning about this? I'm not a big, per <laughs> again, I keep saying it over and over. I'm not big in conspiracy theories, conspiracy theorists, theories. However, this shit right here is fucking amazing. And it just absolutely blows my mind that, uh, that so many people are claiming to have served out there on Mars and have similar stories and similar experiences they weren't you know identical because then that'd be really weird but they they claim they served all in the same unit not in the same unit but for the same unit and they don't know each other and but they all share you know the all their stories match up to what they've seen and done and how they got there what the actual fuck now uh, Kramer states that he didn't re he didn't bring all this out earlier because of the mind altering when when he got introduced back into Mars he spent the last three years there undergoing a reintroduction into Earth's atmosphere and to uh, co coexist with the other Earthlings so they erased his memory or put a memory blocker to where he had difficult time remembering and what he did and you know events that occurred. 
However, he says that as the years passed, he started getting more and more of his memory back and recalling the events and his time served and everything that he's done out on Mars. And so here we are talking about this shit on the <laughs> on today's episode. I want to know more about this. This is crazy and I need to do more research and find out what can I what's out there regarding the reptilian. Well, we already know what's going on with the fucking reptilians. Those little motherfuckers are taking over the world because David Icke has said so. And I also did a, a, an episode regarding uh, rep, reptilian humanoids. But the insectoids, those are the motherfuckers I'm worried about. I'm not too worried about the reptilians, but I'm worried about the insectoids because fuck insects. Big ass mother... Well, I tell you. But that was a whole lot of information that came out and was kind of scattered. I was excited to share it. So if you couldn't tell by my voice and my <laughs> and my rushed approach at this episode, I was... I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to put this shit out on, on the podcast. I kind of believe it. I kind of believe that there is shit like that going on. We have, I mean, we have a, the moon, the, you know, the international space station. What if that's just a cover up or what if that is just a curtain to the actual military base that is on the moon, you know, the, on the dark side of the moon, quote unquote, what if all that really exists? I kind of believe it. I kind of believe that we've already been to Mars, but we've, you know, I don't know if there has been, if there are colonies that are established out in Mars, but I do believe that we have been to Mars. Uh, we just haven't reported it because of the casualties and, you know, the, the uh, amount of money and, and time and resources it takes to get out to Mars. But I do believe that this shit actually happened. How, again, I asked earlier in the episode, how would it make you feel if this was all true? Leave me a comment on my Instagram, Graveyard Grumbug Podcast. I'm going to post just a screenshot of, uh, of today's episode and leave, leave me comments. You can email me, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com, not Gmail, just at mail.com, M-A-I-L. And let me know what you would think. How would you feel if this shit was actually real, that we have colonies on Mars we sent you know, troops out there to defend uh, extraterrestrials from invading Earth like the movie show? Where, where does all this even come from? How long has this been going on? Holy motherfuck me. It's insane that this shit is actually was reported from a person, you know, several people who've gone through the same thing. A lot of people say, well, I can't believe it unless there's evidence. There's evidence. There's evidence showing this guy served on with, you know, with the Mars uh, defense force, the MDF, he was also a part of the secret space program, 20 years, 17 years served on Mars and three years served on the moon, recovering from that vicious attack and the whole P the breaking of the peace treaty. Why, why, did, why is this being kept out of my eyes to read about? <laughs> I want to read about as I can about this. I love this shit. I never thought that, you know, reading about this type of conspiracy or these type of, you know, factual or fictional events that might that could have occurred we hear scientists and we hear all these other crazy things about aliens and all this other stuff but now to claim that we have a colony of of earthlings on mars that the red planet is breathable that there is air to breathe on the planet and then for it to be claimed quote unquote, the same type of atmosphere, atmosphere and climate as Antarctica, but 
we were told that you know we were the reports from scientists say that the Mars is super hot and uninhabitable. Un, un, who to believe? I don't know who to believe. I don't know a lot of things. I just know that this episode and research was fucking amazing. I had a lot of fun reading about it and putting it together. I mean, my writing is so is so uh, messy from I couldn't write fast enough to get this episode pumped out and put on on the show. I, I, I'm going to keep doing it. I might do another conspiracy theory here coming up because there's so much fun. And again, I might go back to Colts. It just depends on whatever news article or whatever flashes out and and uh, I, it grabs my interest. But this one was recommended by a good buddy of mine. So I, I had to read I had to read about it and do the research and put this on on the episode. But it's going on. Holy shit. It is almost an hour of this episode. So I'm going to wrap things up. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email me, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com. You can leave me a message on Instagram, Graveyard Grumbler Podcast, or you can message me on my Facebook, which is Graveyard Grumbler Podcast or Tina Romero Jr. Any way you feel you want to do at the time. Again, if you have an iOS device, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review rate my show. I can only prove with feedback. I appreciate everyone's support from all around the world, all the different countries that listen to my show. Thank you very, very, very much. You are all appreciated and I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate everyone listening to my show. Again, I had a lot of fun making this episode. I'm going to read more into it. If anyone has any more information regarding reptilians and cryptoids from Mars, let me know. Until then, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. This is the end, this is the end, this is the end. Beautiful friend, friend, friend. Graveyard Grumbler Graveyard Podcast. Grumbler.